Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Commercial Property Investor Podcast, where it's my job to introduce you to people from the world of commercial property. We're talking with investors and thought leaders about their experiences of the commercial property world and sharing our own lessons from the last 20 years to give you practical know-how so that you can follow in their footsteps. If you've ever thought commercial could be your next step, but it just seems too confusing and opaque, then you've come to the right place. There are so many exciting opportunities in this dynamic sector, and I'm looking forward to pulling back the curtain and sharing them with you. We've always got on well together, I think because we are different, we get stuff done, and we always kind of stick together, we just say, like, we need to do it, no matter what, we'll get it, we'll get it done. So we've got every trade covered, all these guys are worked with for probably seven years. Welcome back to the CPI podcast. Today I am in the studio with the Sweeney brothers. Welcome, gents. How you doing? How you doing? Thank you for being my guinea pigs. This is my first in studio. So Martin, Stephen, thanks for joining me. Um, We're going to talk about your business and your journey with commercial. And maybe the best thing to do is just set the scene of where we are right now, what your business is doing right now on the ground. Um, I suppose... um, where we find ourselves just now is that we're uh, kind of fourth building down on a, a 20 unit apart hotel rollout. Yep. Um, we built our first one about two and a half years ago, three years ago, and it's been really commercially successful. So we looked at all the figures and went, you know, wait a minute here. We've got the uh, the expertise in construction and, you know, obviously property to identify the buildings and, and so on. Um, this is definitely the route to go. So, um, We've just completed a project that's open, uh, opened it uh, about four or five weeks ago. Um, we have another one under planning just now that we're having a bit of, bit of fun with, um, with the locals, um, which we'll cover. And uh, we also are under offer and must have signed on a, a larger building in, uh, in Inverness as well. So, uh, and that's got a bit of mix with um, the 19 units apart hotel and uh, some office hub space, which yeah, on the we've, ground floor, yeah, we've We're discussed to work out what to use. Yeah, so basically, what you're saying is you yeah. guys have niched down. Yes, you're very niched much so. into apart hotels. Great, and we're going to get into that and, and one project in specific, specifically close um, to your heart, close to my heart. Yeah, from where <laughs> I was, um, where I grew up. So let's just go back now to actually what on earth you're doing in property. So when when did this start? So I think. Um, we started in 2016, um, where we initially undertook some training, uh, had a mentor, and we'd we done a series of courses um, over probably a year. And then we aggressively went out and purchased the kind of BRRR, the, the kind of standard uh, model um, that a lot of people follow initially when they get in there. Um, so we'd done a flip, we'd done a few bite-lets, and then we started to kind of buy chunks so that we bought like five at a time nine at a time and one one of them we done a commercial to residential in a town centre in Ayrshire um, which hit the, hit the press as well um, for two reasons uh, good one, or bad both both <laughs> uh, so we they seen it as a town centre regeneration uh, so we, we created an old it was an old uh, local authority building that had went to ruin and we built five flats uh, for the rental sector um, at the back of it there was a big mural uh, painted along the building um, which I had said to our painter 
think we need to cover that over. Um, but when we did paint it, it turned out it was something to do with the Commonwealth Games. So that didn't go down too well with the locals, but um, it, it was quite weathered, to be fair. It had been up for a, for a number of years. Um, but needless to say, they, <laughs> they weren't too happy. But um, so I think we, like we brought the building back to, to life. It sounds um, like a fast start, though. I mean, you weren't mucking around because 2016, not that long ago. Yeah. Right. And looks like you just dove straight in. Yeah, I know, definitely. We just kind of both hands. I suppose with the two is working together, um, we kind of work, we can work hard at it. You can, you can bounce off each other. Um, and we managed to kind of galvanize a good team around us yeah. um, to, to deliver the projects in, in quick time. Uh, yeah, but you, oh, the other part, though, is it, it's, it's for some people, the bit to overcome is not the people, it's not finding the buildings, it's actually what's going on in their head. Some people just find it difficult to, to have those growth aspirations. Where, where did that come from? Um, I think, like, it's maybe, I suppose maybe our parents as well, they're kind of go-getters, um, and that's maybe embedded in us as well. And I suppose with the two is having a positive kind of mindset and, and really going going after things. And a bit of the training as well has probably helped to, to, to drive that. Um, but I would, I would say that's probably the, the main thing and just getting after it. We ran the, the contra contracting business, which we, we still do bits and pieces of and we're kind of getting pulled probably more into that um, uh, probably uh, over the next six months. We've got some opportunities in that space again, but <clears throat> we ran quite a big uh, um, contracting co company. So we'd, we'd done main contract and worked through Public Contract Scotland and we also done, we were kind of a big subcontractor for some of the bigger boys. So the building process wasn't scary to you? No, so w when we started making some money in that, um, uh, you know, the whole, I kind of started the, reading the Rich Dad Poor Dad stuff and all that, and that's the, that was the course that we went on and we had, we, had, we ended up going into the Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs> in 2019 I and into that so when we won but you're right we did we we ran at it because we'd the bit of our cash we understood the concept of raising funds and all of that and we went out and we done that um, and, and we went out and we acquired the buildings and we used the construction team to do it um, and um, I mean M Martin before uh, joining myself in the construction uh side of things in, in terms of the contracting uh, company uh, he was a store manager with Tesco you know 35,000 products even refilled so very very operational and yeah. um, you know, yeah. you know yeah. refurbing a, buy, a, a small bite of let properties easy, easy peasy because um, it's all Mark, Mark will probably run through it it's about team but people management um, uh, and all that and that is all the way through that slip faith every guy and girl that works with us, but it's, you know, our joiners or cleaning staff or, or the investors that we work with, it's, it's, you know, it's all everyone's people relationship. During that time, you've got construction going on that isn't just for you, this is for other customers, right? And then you're starting to develop out your own spaces. I mean, there's a bit of, I would imagine for some developers, a bit of conflict there where you're, you're trying to prioritise projects, you know, there's customer comes first, how did you manage that? Because if you're growing at such a speed, right, you've got your own team that are construction professionals and off doing work for other organisations, people, whatever, and then you're doing your own. How did you manage that, I guess it's conflict really, of trying to make sure that you're satisfying one side but also I think we, keeping we, the other we one? We did have you know? a push and pull at that point because we were really busy in the construction side of things but we were saying, well, 
what's going to create that generational wealth and true wealth and you know, all of the buzzwords that, that come out where you're um, you're putting money into something that's going to give you money for the rest of your days and you know you're, we've got both young boys as well so um, you're wanting to bring you know bring them into that that mix and that core where um, you know you're not just going off and doing a doing a job for for someone else you're 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 your own boss you're you've got that ability to make you know bigger bigger sums um, and chunks and build assets and create wealth um, that way so it was like we know that's there this is trading it's making money but you know we want to we, we, we understand this path as well yeah. and that's a, I suppose we kind of took we took a mentor on um, just for that that fact we don't as Martin said we're, we're go-getters there's you know nobody needs to get you know pull us out of bed in the morning we're, we're out and we're at it but um, it's about focus at that point as well isn't it yeah. so you're like we had we did have that conflict where we were we were trading you know really well but we we knew of this property thing shouting at us as, as well. So, you know, it was... I think there's a balance as well about, like, there's a balance of, it's no jam tomorrow sometimes, so there's that balance of cash flow, and yeah. so you need to earn a wage yeah. while you're growing. Um, so I think having the, the construction arm, that's, I'm saying it's quick money, but it, it is quick money, whereas the property stuff's, it's a longer game. It's a longer game, isn't it? Um, but depending on the deal you're in, you know, you could do a quick flip and get a chunk of money, but really you need steady income so that's where we've seen the contracting side of things was where that's that's steady earnings and you're also you're also using the team so you're you're kind of complementing each each side so of you're it creating, you're creating work for your for your own team so instead yeah, of getting keeping out, everybody busy we have, and we have been stung um you know we we, we, we make contracts and, and so on so like we we kind of yeah. took that decision as well didn't we we says yeah. well you know after we did get stung quite Quite badly, on, on one occasion we we um we we ended up kind of really going out and raising quite a bit of funds and then putting our team to work on. So that so this is really interesting because there's quite a lot of people I speak to that are listeners to the podcast or talking about getting into commercial are already in the trade, and they're trying to get that balance right. Um, and do you now do much construction for other clients, or is it really? Predominantly your think, own now. Well, just now, look, both of us, me and Stephen, we're not, we're, we've not got a trade. Like, I suppose we both went to university. Our, our thing is, well, for me, um, organisation, people, skills, that sort of thing. Um, and, and working, like project management, I suppose, or directing projects with, with some managers uh, working alongside us. Just now, we've got, we've got a team down here uh, in the central belt who kind of run, we do a lot of insurance work. Um, so with our accommodation we've found just a niche of kind of fell into it I suppose in the sense of people have contacted us looking for accommodation but they've also been put out of their house by fire and flood so we're then tendering for the work and we're putting them up so there's a win-win for everybody um, and what that what you're finding is that the, our guests who are clients as well um, they like that because you've got that you've got that gel with them so you're having a conversation they're staying in your place and we're tendering to do the work for them so it really, it really does work, um, and we've been doing a lot of that recently. Mm -hmm. um, I suppose it's good for us in the sense that you're you're doing the construction work. So I've got two managers that run that side of the business too. They're, they're joiners turned project management um, that run the jobs, and then we, we provide the accommodation side as well. So there, there's always that so communication. It's, it's still, it, although it's still running, it's also tying in with what you're doing now, right? We also we also right. do work because we've got quite a big network as well. We we. We also work with investors, but a part of our 
or other, you know, something else that we do is, um, you know, we, we've got, we've got uh, a lot of deal flow that comes our way. Obviously things when they're away, interest rates and whatnot, it's, it's, it's difficult. Um, but there's still people out there buying and we, we, we were buying a lot of residential property, but we've kind of halted that, um, a bit. What we have done is built up on our service department offering as well, because we've got, um, through the, the kind of the main part of town Lanarkshire, we've got a lot of hooks in now with insurance, you know, uh, fire and flood companies and, um, you know, people that uh, accommodation, I suppose, agents that put, put people up for businesses and, oh, and multiple, multiple different, um, um, reasons, but we, we use them and they, you know, they, they, they stay with us. Um, so, uh, yeah, the, 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 the part, one of the parts of our, our businesses that we, um, we source properties on, but we also do the works. So because the agents that then the connections that we built up, we will get stuff all off market deals a lot. Um, we've done a bit of a marketing campaign on, on, on one of them uh, through social media and stuff, which has been a bit successful, not not to the, the levels that we thought it would be, but um, it's still providing a uh, deal flow. So I suppose it, what we've also got a string of our boys, we've, we've got our fingers in a lot of different funnels where there's deals that come, commercial deals that come, uh, residential deals that come. You know, we, we got offered a, uh, through one of the agents last week, guy that's dealing with us on Inverness, has contacted us about a, quite a big development and... Um, St Andrews, but it'd be a, a commercial or residential. So, we, but I suppose one of the things that we do is we we because we've got the construction team, we can help other investors, and that we we do that as well. So we don't tout that. If you know, we're not out in social media going, you know, this is what we do. But we've we've got the construction expertise. We work day in day out with other other people in our network to deliver projects if that's a you know a buy a let for somebody or it's or it's something a wee bit bigger but you know we don't do massive um we don't go out and tender for works mm-hmm. um but we do work with i suppose a, a, a select kind of few yeah. i think um, there's a support element there as well because we're maybe a wee bit further down the road so people will come and ask and i suppose yes. there's that well, you're kind of giving back a wee bit, you're kind of, oh, so there's a kind of select few people that will invest, people from down south that invest in Scotland and then there's some people in Scotland that we're kind of quite tight with um, that, we, that we're happy to help and support, you know, okay, right. where so we can. We're going to come on to finance in a little bit, um, but you've just segued there into the Motherwell project, which is the first bigger um, service accommodation, a part, part hotel. So can you maybe let's just talk about how did that come about? Where did you actually, how did you find that? Did it come to you? And how's that project progress now that you've done all the fit out? You've had it's been up and running for two years. Yeah. yeah. So just be interesting just to hear how where that one started and where it's at now. I think the building the building itself is right in our hometown. So we're born and bred Motherwell, um, and it's right in the town centre. Uh, and it was a it was a guest house originally with a kind of cottage at the back uh, and quite a big plot of land attached to the rear. Uh, so a car park at the front. And then I kind of plot of land at the back that was like when we took it on, it was like a scrapyard to be honest. Yeah, I think there's 22 cars or something like that, and it jammed <laughs> in between it. And uh, an old garage as well. So that's a good news story about that. When we we took we took the so we we looked at it, and quite a lot of people had a mentor at the time, and they were saying, "Look, that's a shiny penny. Like stay away from that sort of thing." But we always said that 
vision of what we, we kind of wanted to do. Um, spoke to a few people and kind of just get down in paper what our concept was. Um, so we we took it on. Uh, well, sorry, it was up for sale as a as a residential. I think it's up for sale as a guest house, and then they couldn't sell it, and then it went up for sale as a residential. So we're in a bit of kind of tussle with somebody else that was trying to buy it. Um, it was through the courts as well, so it was a bit of. Um, through Hamilton Sheriff Court so we ended up we lost it initially um, but we were cash buyers but other people were seeking finance so when we get the documents back we were sitting in our office in Hamilton at the time and we're reading through the documents and we're saying look they're subject to finance we are cash buyers so straight away went to our lawyer and they went back to the court lawyer and said look we're cash buyers these people are subject to finance so it got taken back the next day um, and we ended up we ended up getting the deal. I think we take him up five grand or something like that, and we ended up getting the deal. So that was that. So we kind of paperwork. Aye, that, that's a that's a big thing. Is to read, yeah. to, there was two things actually within the paperwork. So there was that whole thing where we were cash buyers. They were seeking finance, and then the other thing was they had split the title. I think it was illegally. So when we bought it, we were buying the front of the building plus the uppers. The guy had chopped the back of the building out, um, which was getting used as a scrapyard turned, I don't know, a garage or something. Um, so in the drawing, it looked as if we were just buying the front part. It was kind of shaded in red and the back bit in green was getting kept. So we had said, no, we viewed the property coming through that gate and in the back door and we're taking the whole thing on. So we had to fix that with the lawyers as well um, at purchase. Uh, and then we set about um, clearing the place out uh, and getting the, getting the architect on board to do the drawings and stuff and see what we're after. Uh, and then lockdown happened. Um, so it was a bit of a, a bit of a, a fun and games. Um, but I suppose we, our attitude, this was just need to get on with it. It was unknown. You didn't really know what was happening there. Um, so we kind of worked away where we could and then obviously lockdown went full throttle and we had to kind of just batten down the hatches and wait, wait our time out. Um, and then we, we once it opened back up again, we, we got it complete. Um, and we used, so we've got an interior designer that it was a friend of mine had to use before, and she's kind of she's kind of became part of the team. She's bolted on now and done loads of stuff for us. Um, so she kind of des designed the concept along with Stephen's wife Dawn and myself and Stephen. We worked through all the design, the architect and building control. The guy in building control says, "What are you doing with this?" She's knocking it down when we first took it on because it was in such a state of disrepair. But I think through working hard and just just getting coming up with our idea. We really developed it uh, and then eventually got it got it open. Uh, I think it was the whole thing as well. It's like, like when we started with the, the, the residential stuff, it was like when you buy one, you buy two and you're going, fine, and I'm just buying 10. Like, and it, and it was like that that building was was there and you're going, well, service apartments, right? Okay, all right, let's do the numbers and that, nightly rates and whatnot and putting the spreadsheet and you're going, right, okay, make money. What came first? I'm interested in what came first, service departments in your mind or this building? Uh, I think we'd always had that concept of, it was that whole thing with Stephen saying, it's how can you, how can you make, saying make more money, but how can you, how can you scale and how can you, how can your cash flow be improved quicker? So we're looking at that one building and the big thing was we said, right, let's monetize every single inch of space that we can. So there was like a kitchen in it that we made into a room kind of changed a window and there was a deadlight and a couple of other things we'd move gas meters and stuff That's so that became a, a rentable space yeah. um, there was an old they had an old kitchen down the back so we kind of opened the wall up made another entrance made the room bigger the old kitchen became the boiler room which created more space for the the kind of another another bedroom sort of thing so like that we just tried to monetize every single 
interesting you, because you, Stephen, you see, yeah. you see when you're one of the, the key things when we looked at that building was like you start to understand like a commercial building is valued on its letable space so as Martin said there it's like looking at that building and saying well that's dead space they had a communal living area the communal kitchen areas and we went right we can walk in here and we, we saw 10 units out the one building we thought right you do the numbers in 10 Right, refurb cost, et cetera, et cetera. Purchase price, all of that. But the we ended up getting nine out of it. But that whole concept of if that, that uh, you know, come refinance, you go in, you uh, refurbish it, everything's a letable space, you're using tech to automate everything. Um, you're reducing the management cost by not having somebody in there. You know, the whole Airbnb thing and people don't really want to be kind of checking in. If you're going to Premier in anyway, you're tapping a, you know, a, a screen. So, you, you know, that's where that was born. Going, wait a minute here, right, what are we going to do then? Right, we're going to do it high-end. We're going to, what, how we, you know, what are we going to call it? Right, let's just call it, call it a name. What's it, what's it? I know it's small bread, isn't it? But, Hilton's a second team. Do you know what I mean? Like, but we're like, why don't you just call it Sweeney? And then we had a bit of back and forth. And, and then you get the legacy. That's my dad's signature. We got him to do his signature. So that's, I suppose that'll be there forever, isn't it? It's, um, but it's also, it's our brand and it's, uh, everything is going high end. You know, you kind of put a span it. So it's not going to be five star, but we'll cover a good shot at four star plus. And I think and it's then we, differentiating the market as well, isn't it? So look, we're offering the smart tech there. People can come, it's secure partners, cameras in the car park, comfortable beds, high pressure shower, smart screen TVs, so you're, high speed so, internet. So all this is, so you've gone, you've looked at this property, you've immediately thought apart hotel, it sounds of it. You've then put in the tech, you've gone for the higher end. At what point have you decided this is a niche we're going to, we're going to double down on this? I think once we got operating and just seen how busy it was, um, and it was hard initially, like we had to really work at the numbers. Um, at the outset because you're coming out of lockdown people weren't travelling yeah. so we were in at the hospitals with Motherwell Football Club they, to be fair to them they helped us they, they put some players in um, which was great so we've got a relationship with them there was another local business that we're dealing with NHS kind of the telephone calls uh, contacted them and they, they were putting putting kind of key members of staff in we had insurance that was the first loaded insurance work as well um, so we kind of seen that and then as, as obviously the place opened up it started to be busy again um, and, and it's organically been like I think their occupancy is 94% annualised which is which is good um, and we're getting a bit more than your kind of standard hotel we started uh, rate, looking rate, at net, net profit of the thing and going wait a minute this, this, is, this, this is really lucrative and there is a scope here to build a brand on it in the right places you wouldn't think you know, a tertiary town, Motherwell. Well, you know, there's a Best Western 200 yards down the road. The Busy. town across from us, um, there's a Premier Inn uh, just been built. Actually, that I all to be locked down. But yeah. other thing is we've done a lot of meetings in the Doubletree um, and, and Bells Hill, which, and we knew we get friendly with the girl that it was her job to sell the rooms. And they were in the 90s, high 90s percent occupied. And that's, that's a 160 bed hotel. Um, so, you know, and then we started looking at the, the, the stats, like, I think it's something like 80% of the, the Scottish population live within an hour's drive in North and South Lanarkshire. So that's your business hubs, you know, so you're going, well, nine rooms, 
if you do the high end 74 as well and then the M8 you've got you've got that kind of way down river flowing down and kind of just taking a wee cup out of it yeah and and you know one, one, you know could say well you know you were lucky you've picked the right place and da 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 but you've gone on from there right so let's talk about the project in Aviemore because that that one there apart from being my hometown um, is three hours away right <laughs> it's got the num num town's called the Jerry Alexander Suite is that <laughs> <laughs> the penthouse the penthouse upstairs looking at Karen Gorm um, right so. You've you've learned from that project. You've decided, right? We're going to start rolling this out. You've you've mentioned it right at the start there. We're looking to do twenty locations in five years. Aviemore's location number two, right? The project um, is now complete and starting to get occupied. When when was actual opening? Second week in May, right? Fantastic. So, how did you find that building? It's not the cheapest place in the world to go to, right? So you know the numbers. Have got to be pretty good to, to take that step I guess um, so yeah how did you find it what did you think on the numbers why did you pick that area uh, so, so again Aviemore was was something um, I had went with, with my wife's side of the family uh, maybe seven or eight years ago and I'd never been before um, Martin you'd, you'd been a few times and stuff so I, I, I went up but I just when I went up and I thought this is it was bouncing, you know. It was almost like a wee aspen sort of feel to it, and you know you're from there, but for, you know your west coast beaches going up there to um, to up there. It, it's really it is like you feel you well. It's two and three quarter hours, three hours drive, but you feel that you're somewhere else, really? and you've got everything at your. We've got a dog and stuff like that. So it was always and again our property, and I'm going. I'm phoning Martin going, we need to get a place here, we need to get a place here. <laughs> and it's like, um, we, you know, land up there is very difficult to get. Um, and then we, when we decided that, you know, we're looking at the figures and saying, right, well, we, we want to roll this out. Uh, and we started, you know, talking to investors and, and things like that. Um, we started saying, right, well, where's, where's you know, next in the, the hit list. Um, and that that building come up, it was an old guest house, we'd done it, it was an old guest house that we'd reef up there, you know, um, you're right, price is different, 525 grand to purchase it, which was the value 565, um, but opportunity, you know, there, because if you look at the room rate in, in Aviemore, and again with that whole concept of going in and doing it high end, you know, we can, we can sell when the times are good at four star plus and get the rate, but if things are a wee bit quiet, we can drop into, you know, uh, the three-star market and, you know, over-promise. Over so, um, over under-promise, over-deliver. Over so we kind of done that in Motherwell where you, you, know, you can look at the reviews on it and you know, people are wild when they go in because they're not expecting that. So they're none, if they're coming to this area again, they're not going to the Best Western. It's that same concept where when you started to drill down on the figures that, 1.1 million people a year visit Aviemore. They, you know, the main town in the Cairngorm National Park. Um, huge draw, you know, for um, for uh, everybody, for bikers or the, the skiing and snowboarding or the bird watching or us, you know, taking the boys up. Um, and it just, you know, there's there's uh, investment going into the, into the region, new pathways. You know, they're fixing the the um, 
the the funicular railway. You know, you've got the railway side of things as well. That you, you know, railway. pubs and restaurants, and and you know, you're going well. It's a four hundred grand refurb, basically. But again, when you start to understand how these buildings are valued, it's going to be valued at just under one point two. You know, we get the loan. Sixty-five percent. This is a house. This is this is not a house. This is a commercial property, right? Um, and and a lot of those originally were built as houses around there. Um, I think on, it was on, a kind on, of on that house with an extension at the back. Yeah, um, for some a small amount of accommodation. Yeah. yeah, and the reason, part of the reason why it's five to five when you went in was because it was a commercial purchase. It wasn't a, a standard house, right? Um, what's occupants been like since you opened up in May? Still looking even just the last couple of weeks, I think we had we had we had like four unsold rooms two weeks previous and we had six unsold rooms last week. Yeah. Um so out of the seventy seventy rooms, which is which is pretty good. Um Being up in the nineties. So it's ninety, I suppose nineties percent occupancy. And that's where we kinda want to stay. I think just kinda touching on Stephen had obviously spoke about the, the demand and stuff up there. Like when you look round about the accommodation, you've got kind of two extremes. You've got obviously the big hotel chains that are there. It's kind of three star, but it's tired. Um, and then you've got the kind of big lodges um, at kind of Highburn side or around, um, kind of off the beaten track a bit, which are really plush and nice, but they're probably not affordable for everybody yep. unless you're in a big group. So where where we see that is, is we're offering a higher end accommodation, comfort, high level of design. It's got all the kind of the brand uh, items that we've, we've spoke about. To the guests, that, and it, it's still affordable on a nightly rate. Um, might be a wee bit higher than the kind of the, the local hotel, but you're getting that level of comfort. And I think the modern travellers looking for that now. Um, we've also built a bike storage um, and a drying room as well at the side, which can accommodate whether for the outdoors, um, which has been used already. Uh, so, which is really good. So it's a couple of things. So we're all sold on having more, right? No concept. It's three hours away. Right, so the, there's two things about that. Number one, managing the project in the first place, the refurb, the redevelopment. And then number two, which will come on to is actually operating something like that from down here, where we're recording today. So first off, project management, which I'm assuming is down with you, Martin, right? Yeah. That's, it, so there a lot what, of miles? I mean, how do you, how'd you get around so, that one? So the, kind of, the way we kind of set it up, um, just with family commits and stuff like that, we couldn't commit to, to being away five days of the week. So I think initially we had talked about maybe mobilising our team down here to go up there and deliver it. Um, when you look at accommodation costs and travel, fuel, that sort of stuff, it's not really feasible. So we then kind of put our feelers out to different people that we'd known. Um, and, and we had started an interview, interviewed a contractor up there, um, but the numbers just didn't work. Uh, so we kind of made the decision where we said, right, if, I, if we can get a key man that can be there, five days of the week and I can kind of slot in behind that and work the plan is obviously we're, we're looking at the longer game so we're, we're looking at there's Aviemore 2 there's Inverness we've got North Coast 500 that's there to maybe try and find something in among that so really we're trying to build a team in the Highlands or, or north north of Perth um, so that was where we set out we said right let's try and Find a start, team. We have to start. Start that. Yeah. So trying to get some get get a team. So we've managed to get a kind of key man, a, a joiner there that's that's looking to progress. Um, and I thought, well, it's it's the unknown. I suppose you don't know, but you, you can do an interview and they can tell you everything. But you, unless you're working with them daily, you don't really know what you're getting. So we say, if I, I've committed to up my Monday morning and back on a Wednesday evening, 
that kind of worked family wise. Um, it's a bit of strain, I suppose. You're away, away for the house, and you've got everything else going as well. Well, we started in November, so second week in November, and we finished just there, just in, at the end of May. So, not too bad. Brief moment, brief moment. But it was it was hammer and tongs, I suppose, because we 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 stripped the place back to brick um, and and back to a frame. So it was everything was taken out uh, and and restarted. Uh, so we've we've kind of recruited and ended up recruiting three three joiners. Um, a labourer, like a kind of skilled labourer. Uh, he was an engineer, so he, he was he was working as a kind of skilled labourer on the job. We used our own electrician and our own plumbing team uh, for down down the road, and kind of done a, a first fix, second fix, final yeah. that sort of idea, and it worked. It worked fine. Um, however, while we were doing that, started speaking to local trades as well, and still built up a wee network um, up there. Uh, groundworks and stuff. We used a local company. Uh, the signage and things like that we used the guys down the road um, merchants just went in and explained to them what we were doing and, and what our I suppose it's just it's people in it so people buy for people so it's just kind of explaining showing what we're about and we ended up using a couple of the local merchants so as the well. local in the Sway Valley yeah uh, so used uh, yeah within within there uh, so we've, we've, we've got an account set up now with, with, with probably three of the main merchants screw fix opened while we were there as well which was good uh, to use um, obviously a local linen company as well so we're having more is Properly on the map now. Oh, yeah, properly. So, Costa. So I really just building relationships as we as we went. And to be fair, it's been it's been really good. Um it's been it's been really good and the guys are now keen. I suppose it's treating people the way you want to be treated in in effect and getting people to to work with you. Um and that's I don't know, I suppose that's maybe a skill that we've got that we can we can do that. Uh, you, you need to kiss a few frogs over time, but we've we've seen we have got we've seen we have got a wee niche here, um a key team that are gonna gonna follow on uh, and work on the next the next number of projects. Let's take a quick break to listen to this week's podcast sponsor. People often ask me, who do you use for commercial property finance? And my answer is always the same. I work with Graham Shivers of Playfair Finance. Graham has access to multiple funding options. And as commercial property investors and developers, we would love to have access to high street lending all the time. But we also need access to funders for different stages of the process. From second tier banking, to development finance, or even peer to peer crowdfunding, Graham has experience and access to a whole myriad of funding options. If you are seeking finance for your commercial or development projects in the UK, then Playfair Finance will be able to give you a range of options. And I would suggest that if you want to know what options are available to you for your next project, that you get in touch with Graham. Just check out the show notes for more information. Now, where were we? We're the Commercial Property Podcast, right? So part of this is about the value of the property. Because what we're discussing is a trading business, albeit a very slick trading business, right? Where you're not having to be three hours away every day to sort things out um, through systems and applications of tech. But in terms of the building, you mentioned earlier on, Stephen, just about the numbers. So, nine hundred thousand, probably all in. What's your anticipated revalue after twelve months of trading? So the the stabilised value of it's one one point two, um, but it nets about one hundred and twenty a year. So, it, uh, once we get the refi refi out, it pays down. You know, we've, essentially that property's got a. A, a term mortgage on it and then it's also got investment in it um, 
some of that's private money and some it's SaaS. Um, and we've worked with a syndicate for, for that. So, you know, the, the value, when you're always looking at um, the buildings, you're looking at how can we get the, the dearest money out quick, as quickly as possible and get and, and on a refinance event, we pay as much of our investment back. If it doesn't clear it all off, then we accumulate, you know, income from trade uh, to to balance that out so that yeah. we're in a real position where, you know, we're, for that exact, for that property, um, we, we've got the investment coming in for three years. So it gives us a bit of breathing space. For example, Motherwell, we refinanced out on uh, six, well, it was seven, seven months, seven months management accounts and six months bank statements. Yeah. So we, we get, we, we were thinking we'll need to, you know, we'll, we'll need to trade this for at least two years, but the bank appetite, even, you know, that was refinanced last year, um, you know, and things as they are now, uh, obviously interest rates and all that are going, going, <laughs> well, um, but they've, they've got an appetite, you know, when, when they seen, right, when they seen the product, I actually, because the banks, you know, you'll know where commercial, they want to come and actually physically see the property where a, a residential property, it's, you know, doesn't matter, it's a house or a flat, but, you know, the bank came out and they were going, right, no, we like this, we like it as an asset, you know, they see it, they look at the reviews, yeah. they look at the feedback online. The interesting thing about the hotel sector is there's so much more data available so that just the whole concept of um, that trading element feeding into the actual capital valuation, whereas in some sectors it's more difficult. So we with flex offices. Um, there's still not enough data to really make that clear distinction or, or connection, sorry, between the trading element and the capital valuation. And, and what I'm finding is that some are now coming around, if you can provide the data, coming around to the fact that actually, um, yeah, sure, customers come and go once every six months, 12 months, whatever it is, but actually the occupancy's remained at 95% for 10 years, you know, and it's that data that's really important. But the hotel sector has been really good at that. So it's a tried and proven method. And, and I think when valuers are coming out, it's, they're already tuned into exactly what that means. In terms of Aviemore, you mentioned there different layers of finance. You maybe just want to just talk through a little bit of how that came about. Yeah. Um, so the, the Aviemore project, we, we worked with um, four, four individuals um, uh, that are now, you know, Kind of part of our our our, our investment team, we, you know, we we built up a, a lot in investment over over the number of years, and we work closely with uh, with our investors because that's you know there's a whole we've got the skill set to identify, operate, and con construct these buildings, but you need that 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 element. So, um, the 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 money um that came in was actually from a a together together money loan. Uh, seventy five percent to purchase, um, so that gave us you know, th three nine fifty or something like that, and we, we raised the rest. Um, so there was a, a SaaS syndicate um, which uh, was originally five, but it dropped to four. Uh, so 
we we actually went back, so we were about hundred grand short, and we went back to the, the four individuals and said, "Look, you know, we're we're going to go back out to market, but you know, we we'll come to you guys first and give you the opportunity if you you want to put you know more in, um, you know, a ten, you know, t- literally a ten percent return, um, and we gave uh, the people who who put more in, um, up up their their uh, investment to cover the hundred grand. We gave them another couple of points a year, so so it was a twelve percent." Um, return so we set it out you know forecasts three year you know three year forecast pitch decks and all, all of that sort of stuff um, done an investor day you know took them uh, down to uh, in, in, in Motherwell um, and they seen you know they seen the, the, the product um, that they were doing so there was something tangible there and we'd put our necks in the line with, with doing that but we'd proven the concept so it was a case of right well there's there's your case study that works um, you see what we're what we're doing in terms of the product that we're providing, you know, and the, again, back to relationships and more that, you know, we interact with investors is they see how we operate and they, they see, you know, it's, um, we, yeah, and it takes different skill sets, which myself and Martin have, have both yeah. got and, you know, we're, if it, we're, we're committed on things as well. So it's, we just, we just get whatever's needing done, it gets done. Mm-hmm. Um, and, the, you know, people see that, um, and and back and and kind of back that. But again, yeah, the 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 that's how that was that was funded. So there was a bit. Um, we we worked with a, a pension um, provider who uh, who who sat. So it was some of the money was was SAS pensions coming in. Um, one of the the investors was going to invest through his pension, but it was. It was too difficult through his um, uh, provider, uh, and he ended up just putting, you know, the, the cash personally in. So, um, so we there was a bit of additional costs and legals. We we you know done everything you know th- the way that you would do it with with development. You know, the QSs are there monitoring QS, making sure that you know the money that's been spent on site is is yeah. is, is in relation to the drawdowns, etc. Um, we've done a forward, you know, funding. Uh, method on it as well, so you know that the, the money was in the, the account, you know, for us to be purchasing items and so on, um, um, on the front foot. So that's a, it's a wee bit different. It's it's happening in, in other industries as, as well, but you know, we essentially we forward funded um, that development through, um, and you know, we're, we're now we're exploring. You know, with the same investment group, yeah. but exploring other projects as well. Have you got to stage where they've been paid back now, or is that still wait for the accounts to come through for a certain trading period? So November comes, they'll they'll be due a, a payment of interest. So basically, the way that we've set it up is that we don't we've pushed back any interest payments for the full first year. Yeah. That allows us to obviously construct the thing and, and trade like fab. it, and then you've got um, another two years on that. Yeah, and then, I mean it's yeah. a really fast turnaround. It's to, to get that project up and running is very good. Um, just a little bit on the SaaS side, how did the security work? You talked there about syndication. How did the security work for that? Or did um, you do it a different way? No, it's a, it was a, a first charge loan and to get the money took the first charge and the, the SaaS syndicate got a second, right. a second charge that's that, that, that sits on it. Um, that's pretty much it. Some simple you know with the personal money that came in um uh we've done a loan document um and provided a um a guarantee for uh 
some some of that money, but you know nothing massively complex. Just um, like these things, when you you make it complex, it can yeah, arms sure. and legs or the I, lawyers start to look I at definitely, it. I definitely want to dive into that the, the SaaS element. We'll maybe just do that a little bit later on. Um, so then, having more is done. We've been talking about Inverness. You mentioned earlier on about the ground floor, which I've, I've been talking to you guys about. But that project there, again, a good purchase. <laughs> Discussed the purchase price, good price. Um, the team can go on to that project. The funders and the track record can help build up for, for more funding, right? SAS. Um, so it's all, it's all moving in the right direction, right? So where are we at with Inverness? So stage we're at. We are at, um, we're just at, um, we're signed in, in, in missives. Uh, so we are currently going through the legals um, with the syndicate. So the, the, the syndicate that was involved in Navimore um, isn't the same syndicate that's involved in, in Inverness. So there's um, two private individuals that uh, we've worked with, you know, um, for a number of, a couple of years now. Um, and one other um, partner um, that that we've worked with, you know, pretty much since the start. Um, so, so that that has been funded by by them um, in terms of first charge development loan and then equity coming in. So, you know, we've we've stole that building um, uh, about hundreds grand under under the value. So, uh, basically, kind of synopsis, I suppose, of that is that the. Um, a lot of heavy lifting was done. So we got the building for 350. A hotel developer went bust through COVID. Um, I think underpriced things and then obviously everyone's kind of spiralled and whatnot. So they, 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 they basically pulled out, but they achieved planning. So we're like rubbing our hands and going, fantastic. A few tweaks. Partially um, stripped as well. So it's, isn't it a shell, but it's... Yeah, it's, it's great building, good size as well. Right, right in the right in the water and next door to the. Any bank room. debt on that at all? Then, so there's not there's not any yeah, commercial. Great. So we've got to that stage now. No bank debt. No bank debt. So um, what what we're doing is uh, that that's funded. What we are doing um, is with uh, our the the investor or a friend and investor that's that's putting the equity in. We're giving him a, a bit of a, a slice of the pie, right. um, and that that. You know these these things can throw off some good good cash. Yeah. Um, again, the exit is you know twenty four months down the line. So the banks that we we're speaking to just now in terms of uh, refinancing, um, you know, they're saying well, actual fact, you know that that's a ten month project. So we deliver that. We trade it for four, the fourteen months. Show them the fourteen months of trade. That's enough for them to go right. We'll value it. But we know that what the values are. So it's a three fifty three fifty purchase. You know, all in we're about one one point seven, one point eight um construction cost legals and stuff like that. So things we've done a bit of analysis over the last few days and um we've nailed our, our construction price, you know, in, in there. So you were saying we're we're using that that same team to just go straight up. Yeah, in. You're, you, um you guys are doing the same as me. I mean not to digress, but try not to use a main contractor. For, for, there's some great benefits to that, but also the just the price difference is pretty considerable, isn't it? I think it's getting a getting a key person that you can kind of mould, I suppose, into your way of working on it, and they can kind of take the lead. Yeah. Saves you being on site all the time in project managing. Yeah, it's, that's definitely what we've that's what we've been doing. Yeah. So, 
I think as well looking at the costs so looking at the kind of they're not all transferable going for Aviemore to Inverness but a lot of the costs the fit out costs timber all that sort of stuff are they're pretty much stabilised now um, so there's a good bit of synergy I suppose in the pricing um, so we're quite confident with the QS that the pricing's probably right um, right. I guess um, all this leads on to the fact that you guys are working together, your siblings, right? And and I can see while we're talking here that Stephen, you, you know, the the finance element. I'm I'm thinking in my head, right? Twenty and five years. We've we've got two here. The third one's starting to come out of the paperwork. We're talking about the um, North Coast Five Hundred. Somebody's got to go and find these buildings, and then the other big one is the finance, right? So I'm 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 thinking right. That's really your skill set, right? Is mm-hmm. is the finance and that stuff, and and Martin clearly the operations, getting the buildings delivered. So those skill sets work really well together. But as siblings, has there been any challenges working together? Because you didn't initially work together, right? 2016 came along, started looking at all this stuff, and you're like, right, okay, let's do this together. We're going to be really, How's that really, been? really born here. And say, there's, no, there's no really any. We, we've always got on well together, I think because we are different. It, it probably complements in business and in life as well, I suppose. So uh, there's, there's, there's never, if there's, we always say if there's any boxing that we've done, it's done behind closed doors. Well, nobody else sees it. <laughs> we do the shouting behind closed doors. Aye. And we've, we've had that over time. Obviously, th- things like that come. But aye, um, I think I'm probably the coiled spring in the relationship and Stephen's more calm sort of thing. But aye, we, we, it works. It works yeah. in the sense that we, we get stuff done and we always kind of stick together. We just say, like, mm. we need to do it no matter what. We'll get it. We'll get it done and stick together. And I made made that decision as well when we we started Granty Business together, and then the property stuff. And you know, we're we're driven um, to we've got goals and aspirations, but we we've got a kind of full on sort of passion for you know for it. So you know, the the proverbial shit does hit the fan. You know, now, now and again, but we're, we've got each other's back on it. Um, you know, we've never settles, you just say, right, we, we need to work this, work uh, through yeah. it. So it's we've never, we've, you know, we, we were never when we were younger, fisticuffs and punching each other and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. But we're always, uh, we're always, and are always best mates. So mm-hmm. it's like uh, you just lump all, all of that in, you know. And and having the same goals really helps, right? And the same aspirations. It's it's when they're divergent it becomes yeah. more difficult. And we sit we sit down, kind of do sit down regularly anyway, but we kind of try and spend a bit of time over the Christmas New Year period and say, right, where are we at? What what have we done? We're not really ones for celebrating success, but which we probably should do more. But we go right, what's next? But at Christmas time, we tend to kind of take a couple of days and go right, what what have we achieved? Where are we going next? How are we on that longer goal? But we do we do try and reflect on that yeah. and it tends to be at, at that time just at that kind of yeah. time of year but then throughout the year we always we're always we're always close quarters all the what time so, aye mm-hmm. yeah. so we're always aye, we're always kind of working the working the plan I suppose yeah. um, daily it depends as well because we're, there's different different things need need done so you know there's times when we are we're hammering tongs at, at what we need to get done and we you know with come up for air, uh, you know, uh, but, but every, um, you know, we've got, we've got set, uh, times in a week that we'll, that we'll catch up on different elements of the business because you've got the, the whole portfolio running, you've got construction projects going on, you've got, um, and the team you know, create dashboards as well. So it means it's quickly reviewed, you know, yeah. that way we've got a dashboard for the, the 
for the everything money in, money out, really things like that. How you know is it? Who's not paid the rent? <laughs> you know through a, um, what's occupancy rates yeah. and yeah. how how the different assets are, are are working? Any issues? Any problems been been highlighted? Um, and we're constantly on the you know. So how many are in your team up? at the moment across the businesses? So most most people are most people are self employed. Um, so we've got, so I suppose we've got the kind of office admin. So there's two people do that. We, we tie into central reservations. There's a team of probably twenty odd in there that we can tap into. Um, down in the central belt, so we've got every trade covered. Um, all these guys are worked with for probably seven years. Um, I six seven years. So they're all kind of it's like having them. Like we have a Christmas day out, and the, like yeah, they're part of the teams. You know that. Probably say but maybe twelve folk or something like that. And if you had in central reservations, yeah, you could be you could be aye, twenty odd, twenty um, odd people. Lorraine and Don and things yeah. like that, and, uh, and then even the professional team, like the architects, the lawyers. Sure, yeah. All that. these mouths you're feeding, yeah, it just starts building up, doesn't it? Aye, um, <laughs> and, it, and it, aye, and it's been built over time. Yeah. Um, so, it's, aye, there's probably either twenties maybe yeah, when you look at that. In terms of the growth, what are the next key roles you need to fill? You know, in the team, or do you feel that actually we've got the team we need Pro- right now to do the twenty? Pro- project project management um, uh, is 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 one um, because what we're doing is we, you know, in terms of the, as Martin said, in terms of the construction. So if we're looking at different buildings and in uh, different places, and we're also looking to do that twenty over the next five years. What we're kind of doing just now is we're, we're we've just opened Davy more. We've got one in planning just now, which will drop, say, in November time, fingers crossed. Um, and then uh, you've got Inverness. So so by by this time next year, Inverness will be open. Probably the, the second one in Aviemore, or it might, uh, depending on the planning on that. But then you're, you're, you're we're, we're kind of... Um, Getting them up and operational, and then really starting to to you know put put volume. Yeah, and to get to get to twenty in five years, yeah. you're definitely going to have more than one project on. Well, you once. need yeah. you need yeah. five. You know, five. Well, when we worked it out, it was you know you're you're looking to do kind of five yeah. five a year, but that, that's all different. So as Martin said, the key people really are person on the ground delivering the project. Yeah, okay, uh, cool. So I think now we've project kind of recruited the recruited the project manager for Inverness. And that's just been building, kind of, I suppose, hand in glove with him during the first yeah. one in, in Aviemore. And he can look after the second. And then we'll, we'll build on that. You know, we'll build. We've done the, anything in the central belt, there's two two team managers that can do it there. Yeah. Um, We're also looking at ad, admin roles and, and things like that as well. That can take. It's all stuff that can make your life easier, I suppose, isn't it? It's, with it's it, without blowing the budget. You know, exactly, that way, it's you need that to, balance, isn't it? It's like pushing to your max and then right when you recruit somebody. Um, and... Yeah, it try not to have too much overhead, and particularly if projects don't happen or something you know something changes somewhere, and you're like, oh, I got all this overhead here. Yeah, it's a tricky. I think this guy's keeping lean on it. We've always kind of tried to be like that. Uh, just keep them, keep them leaning. I think you're keeping lean, but if you're continually giving people work and you're treating people right, then you, you can't go far wrong. I don't think um, that's it's, it's worked for us so far. Let's just give people an idea of where they can find out about you. There may be some listening that may be thinking about doing investments, um, coming and staying at some of your properties that we've been discussing, right? So where are the best places to find you? I suppose the 
Facebook, kind of, you know, Instagram. We're not, we're not massively on social media, but um, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll respond through that. Um, Sweeney Apartments. Uh, Sweeney Apartments. Let's get, let's Sweeney, Sweeney Rooms. Yeah. Sweeney Rooms. Yeah. yeah, and that's the, the, the website. The one website will take you to the, the, the different sites that we've got. We've also got Sweeney Stays, which is in the central belt in Glasgow, um, which is apartments that have done up exactly the same as yeah. Sweeney Rooms, um, mainly contractor insurance and people, I suppose, coming expats or whatever coming over and want that level of comfort. Um, so we've yeah. got we've got that all, all on that on, on that website. We've got our constructions website as well, sweeneygroup.co.uk. So that'll basically give you all the capabilities that we've got construction wise and project management wise and things like that as well. So um look at the Sweeney Property Builders Facebook page, but it's it's kinda it's kinda it's getting low there. priority. Aye, low priority. That's Just probably right. Aye. But it's there anyway. Less there's return at the moment. Yeah. Aye, there's stuff there's stuff going on it. Um but we're more concentrating on the kind of direct but the, the Sweeney room stuff. So there's a, a Social media around that. Great chance. It's going to be really interesting following the next five years and all the activity you guys are up to. I mean, it's quite, it's quite amazing the growth period from 2016, immediately getting straight into more than one or two buy-to-lets doing packages and then moving into apartments, not just like one or two, like we're going for three, four at a time. It's fantastic. So I wish you all the best. Thanks for joining me. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers. Cheers.